I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, the buzz. Hey, everybody. I'm Rachel Goodman, and he- we're here to discuss Narcos Season 2, Episode 1. What a crazy episode. Uh, be sure to stay tuned until the end. We have a couple of special segments, and we're going to give our predictions, too, for the next episode coming up. So, joining me today, we've got Liz, our Spanglish expert. <laughs> and, yes. Yes, welcome. Hola, ¿cómo están? <laughs> and we've got Rob, our filmmaker. But, Rob, you were telling me before the show that you also have a lot of knowledge about drug trafficking too yes not personally but just due to you know (laughs) i've seen you know drugs inflict dangerous and huge harm to the community and then you do the research of it and figure out where it came from you know and it came from imported areas so yeah yeah, and um, so, you know, I think it's a good time, since this is, you know, season two, episode one, we can all talk about our familiar- familiarity with the show and just kind of our history, too. So, Liz, um, what what's your history with the show at this point? Honestly, I started binge-watching the show last week. So, originally, <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was just telling him, I was like... Uh, I normally watch Narcos, but I hadn't, like, watched Narcos Mexico right away. So then I was like, you know what? This definitely has to be something I watch because this is more, like, closer to the United States where we can now relate to it a little bit more because it's an ongoing drug war. Yeah. So I felt like being, like, Mexican-American and having the the knowledge of, like, most... I'm not even going to say most Hispanics, but just most kids in America, like, misusing or, you know drug abusing at this point and I like that the show is highlighting the struggles that uh, narcos and the consumers had to go through to be able to get this you know drug so I I feel like it's definitely highlighting a lot of things and problems that go behind uh, the scenes I guess so this definitely like it, it wakes up the audience I feel yeah, but what about you? Yeah. What do you think? Because I know you're into this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I watched uh, Nar- Narcos Mexico when yeah. it came out because I'm a huge fan of Diego Luna. So once I figured out he was on the show, I was in and I started watching and I loved it. And as soon as Net- as soon as Netflix says season two was coming, I was already in. Um, and I've always had an interest in this kind of stuff because I grew up in the 90s and I'm a product of the D.A.R.E. program. I remember <laughs> D.A.R.E. So, like, they always gave us, you know, you know, don't do drugs. Drugs mm-hmm. are bad. But they never gave you any context of drugs and, like, how it became to be and, like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I started to learn more about it. And I know that, like, America is the, the most, the, excuse me, the greatest consumer of drugs around the world. Like, yeah. all of the drugs that come in from South America come directly to us. Yeah. And they come yeah. right up through Central America, and they ended Mexico and crossed the border. Like, <laughs> so that's interesting to me. And to me, like, my background is I'm a writer, and so one, I write crime fiction. That's mm. I write two genres, but that's under one pen name, I'm crime fiction. Correct. And so mm. for me, I am always researching these things. And so a show like Narcos, that's kind of why Narcos and Narcos 
Mexico, it hit, it came into my radar because of that because I'm always That's trying cool. to learn about these things and you know just you know kind of incorporate it into my own writing and what I'm doing. So um, this to me is fascinating. We yeah. kind of just to kind of like dive right in and talk about the episode now. Um, yeah. We we started right where we left off where we you know we see Delgado and we see his capture. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys like jumping back into this? Ooh. What were your thoughts? It was so badass that <laughs> they had just like so much energy to get rid of these narcos. Like at this point, they're trying to uh, avenge, you know, the death of Kiki. Yeah. So that I feel like they're definitely on the right path illegally <laughs> because yeah. they're yes. doing everything. You know, what, what, what did he say at the end of the, the first season with the gloves off? Yes. Like now it's like a war, like for sure. So definitely like to see the doctor getting captured, like in a messed up way. I was like, yes, he deserves. <laughs> I was, I was actually happy. And I know that's like a really like, you know, <laughs> sadistic thing to say, but I in like, I don't want to say I enjoyed the torture, but I was happy about it. <laughs> and I loved that. Like, as we're seeing this entire exchange, in case anybody forgot about yeah. Kiki, we got to hear his voice and we actually heard the torture yes. and there was no, like, the, you know, Delgado tried to deny everything, but he just couldn't. It, I yes. I, I also, I was a big fan of how um, we see him in his regular world as a doctor. And it's just going through the motions. Oh, bring him back next week. You know, With that kind child. of thing. And then immediately, as soon as he walks out, he's kidnapped. And we don't know by who. Um, and one thing, another cool thing, just from the filmmaking aspect, since you threw that on me, which is true, <laughs> but I love how there was a there was a tracking shot, a, a one shot, you know, where you go through the window and he's going to get, you know, He's getting in the car, and then men come and pick, take, start beating him up, and then head smashes in the glass, and then they take him away. But the director like stays with that; he stays with the window yeah, frame. The shot was that was really so cool. <laughs> I was just like, "They're coming! They're coming! They're coming!" What I love, like, so one of the things, obviously, they had the balaclava masks on, yes. so uh-huh. you didn't even know that, like, like you said, you had no idea who was coming for him at first. But no. I kind of guessed that it was, you know, revenge, and that this was not going to be, you know, we were going to see these guys taking care of business kind of how we left off in season one Mm -hmm. with taking the gloves off and doing this the dirty way because now it's time for revenge yeah Yeah. it's like the real drug war and sadly it's still ongoing so it's like like the narrator said it just doesn't have a happy ending it doesn't even have an ending yeah right you know continuing and when we get to felix's story which you know we're we're not done talking about breslin yet but just Mm -hmm. like as you were talking about this not having a happy ending I loved the metaphor with the earthquake, how they broke it up with the narrator to tell us in Mexico City in September of 85, we were going to get this earthquake and that Mm -hmm. it basically, you know, literally and metaphorically ripped through Mexico City and -hmm. caused all these issues. And I feel like that 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 was definitely like they, they mentioned that for a very specific reason to show us that the like every character was going to have their world kind of ripped apart. And you know what I kind of um, realized that no wonder like 
the, these Mexican people just feel so oppressed because it's like their own government wasn't even helping them when this earthquake happened. Like it just showed the soldiers there just sitting there or not even sit, just standing there drinking, you know, and I'm just like, really? They're just going to allow these people to live in poverty and destruction at this point? I was like, no wonder they're going to turn against their own government because their own government isn't even helping them, you know? So that's when I was like, okay, so this is why they choose the narco path sometimes because they realize there's really no way out. They live in such poverty that right. it's, it gives them um, just the option to either, you know, enter a gang or in this case also if the United States is so close. It's like, hey, let's just migrate over here. So there's a lot of like problems that I feel like everything caused, like, yeah. you know. It's just sad. And we see how close they are to the U.S. when they take Delgado. Yes. That's the whole thing is that they're going to take him to L.A. to, you know, be tried in court. And as we we kind of see, OK, well, he's getting what he deserves. But then on the other side, we learn that Breslin is now going to start going after people. Mm-hmm. And the name that he got from Delgado was this man named Verdine. <laughs> so oh, now yes. we have this whole like I want to say this was kind of like the smaller plot point in the episode because we had a lot going on with Felix but with this it became this whole you know kind of you know um, I want to say yeah like Chase pretty much where that was Mm -hmm. the whole his quest was Verdine and grabbing him and that every person he he is able to grab will be one more one more you know will provide a little more justice for all the injustice yeah I see a bit of a kind of I like to say a tale of two cities because you see like in the background all the chaos that happens after the earthquake and you look at Miguel and hell and he's like totally peaceful in his big house and then after that he has a party and like these people are still suffering at this point and he's having a party with all the governors who should be (laughs) handling the business of getting the people of Mexico you know better but they're at his house hanging out and then while he's hanging out at this party Breslin is doing his thing trying to capture as many people as possible and it's just unbeknownst to Miguel he's just there hanging out and all this is happening I think that's really cool how they shift you know POVs between those too. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you too that it's like a very like the image was very contrasting. Um and especially for Felix who's having so many money issues. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. For him to be the one who's lavishly like living up his birthday with a tiger. <laughs> yes, a, ti- a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> no, that one, was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things like and I know this is jumping to the end, but since we're talking about the tiger, yeah. one of the things that really stood out to me is at, at the very end we get that shot with the tiger and he's like bound up in the chain i was like you know what they are absolutely trying to say that this is felix right now and that he's tied Mm -hmm. and that he is just as trapped as this tiger that's a really great observation i didn't like think of it that way so yeah now that i think about it it's like they really you know put him against his you know himself at that point and I feel like, at, I don't know, the, the tiger is probably going to leave. Or maybe not, because the little, you know, like, teasers, it showed the tiger still being there. But right. I don't think the, the woman, his, you know, his new girl is going to want to keep the tiger. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that's a bad idea. I can totally <laughs> yeah. see that tiger getting loose and the genre yeah. of the show changing. 
into like a horror film. Or he might keep the tiger so he can, you know, just scare off the, you know, the DEA. Ooh, or feed somebody true. to it later on. There's so many possibilities yes. with that tiger. And this is not to glorify, you know, narcos because it's just, it's, it might seem pretty cool, but at the same time, it's like, I would not want to be eaten by a tiger. No, a very yeah. slow, painful way to die. Exactly. Yeah. So, pieces. before we talk a little bit more about Felix, I just want to make an announcement and thank everybody who's listening at home right now for being the best part of AfterBuzz and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Every time you like, follow, subscribe, give us five stars on iTunes because the others don't work. You are helping (laughs) us grow and learn and just always, you know, your support is so amazing to us. So thank you for everything that you do and thank you for watching us talk about the shows that we love. All right, so let's talk about Felix because we, you know, obviously we we mentioned his tiger. Um, I think what stood out to me is that we had this whole like situation, like we're just jumping back into his world. We see that he has he ended up, you know, married, well, presumably married with you know a child to um, his new girlfriend Daniela, who was, I think the one that uh, was in the previous season, she was carrying his child. So yeah. now that he went to her, it's kind of like messed up. <laughs> and we saw Maria too. That was the funniest yeah. part. <laughs> oh, she was in there. They pointed that. her out. They were like, "Oh, oh she's the old one. Yeah. Now oh, we got the, the new, new one." one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like they really made it a point that it was now like she was there, and it was very awkward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and poor woman, because they're just like they're they're not really so much a role in just the the power that these men have. Like it's just sad that. It's almost like women are disposable, you know, and that's what they're pretty much portraying, too. Now, speaking of women being disposable, before the show we were talking and you had been mentioning that there were certain things that you kind of understood by because, you know, like, obviously, I don't speak Spanish. And so there's things like I'm reading the subtitles Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I heard you laughing and I'm like, oh, I think I missed (laughs) the joke. Yeah, uh, (laughs) there's a few homophobic jokes, you know, that they throw in there and then they translate it with the subtitles like uh, like different things but at the same time it's like I guess if you know if you're a Spanglish speaker you just uh, Spanish is a little bit more fun and funnier when they say it in in the Spanish language and when it gets translated to English it's, it's not as funny whereas like I feel like yeah if I were to hear like I don't know, a German joke. I don't think I'd understand it the same as, like, an English yeah. joke, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's pretty funny to see the disparities of all that. I think also, too, with that, with that, you know, in that profession, you know, the amount of ruthlessness and macho-ness you need, mm-hmm. anybody who does anything that's not even as... as you know, as the viewer's level of macho, they're going to view them in a certain way and say certain things, you know, that you wouldn't say in normal society. Um, But like, once again, it's that world that you're living in. And I think, you know, I think the director established that, you know, pretty well with, you know, the types of stuff that uh, that's happening at this party and everybody's carrying heat or excuse me, yeah, carrying heat, yeah. carrying guns and all these famous people, you know, big political, powerful people there, but they're all at a drug dealer's house. And so 
Yeah. In that world, I could totally see stuff like that happening, like, all the time. It felt very Godfather-like to me. That yes. is the feeling and I kept seeing, especially when he's talking to Benjamin. But I'm sorry, you, oh, you were going to... Yeah. The, the person, the wardrobe uh, stylist for that did a really good job with the silk shirts. And, <laughs> yeah, like, the boots, the cowboy hats. Like, I felt like that just portrayed Mexican so good. A little bit exaggerated, I feel, or maybe not, because maybe they were so lavish. Yeah. But I also liked how... Uh, the guns they made sure they 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 had guns that were like uh like 24k gold you know mm-hmm. like it was pretty cool <laughs> so yeah. we get all of this and then we had started to mention pacho earlier let's talk about him now before we get to our special oh, yeah. segments because that scene to me so as you know obviously i was watching i was reading the subtitles but i like i was trying to like as i was reading them actually listen to their like the tone of their voice yeah. and so i could feel when the power of the scene kind of changed from first felix kind of had it a little bit and mm-hmm. then it changed to pacho who basically was warning him like hey i don't think you know what you're doing with cocaine right. <laughs> that's true yeah. yeah since he is pretty new to the business yeah uh, i liked how Basically, that conversation was how Felix uh, was uh, asking for the money that he owed him back. But at the same time, he's all like, have you looked around your party? What do you see? Because all I see is a bunch of liars. And if anything, don't question me why your money's missing. Question them. And then it, it just... It's like obvious. It's like they even got him a tiger. Like, where do you think that money came from? You know. So it's just pretty yeah. sad that like when they show Felix uh, with the tiger, I think that's when he was analyzing like his whole like squad at that point. He's like, maybe, you know, uh, that guy's right. You know, and now I have to like reevaluate how I'm going to have friendships within you know the narco community. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely taking precaution, and I'm excited to see the next episode to see what he's going to do to change that because if they're stealing money from him what was it like 40% that was missing yeah it's like oh but then again it's like the only reason I think they are stealing from him is because the DEA is now going harder on them. So that's yes. probably like their backup money. And yes. yeah, and so. that was one of the big, that was the major thing that I took away from this conversation was, I mean, we see what Breslin was doing, but from Pacho, we get this idea that no, 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 these, like the DEA's efforts have like, it was, you know, like 30%, 30 to 40% mm-hmm. stronger than they ever had been um, after, you know, after everything with Kiki. And so mm-hmm. it was just, it was very, very interesting conversation. Conversation. I feel like it was supposed mm-hmm. to be Felix's wake-up call, um, but I think that, you know, his arrogance has gotten the better of him. He thinks he's going to own Colombia, and I, you know, <laughs> this is a little bit predictable, like but yeah, I, I don't, I think this is his downfall. Yeah. Yes. I, I, there's also, a bit, I think there's a bit of a plan and payoff there, too, uh, because remember, Benjamin asked uh, Miguel for more money. Yeah. Because, you know, all of the cocaine that was coming through Tijuana, and of course, Miguel told him, no, that's not going to happen. I'm going to give you the same amount. But then, uh, maybe a scene or two later, uh, he asked, uh, "What was his name? Um, Pacho? Was it the the Colombian? Oh, Pacho. Pacho. Yeah. He asked Pacho about his money, and Pacho was like, "You know, you don't know how this works." And the whole thing with the DEA, you know, with more agents. So I think there may be a bit of a payoff later on. Maybe where because he asked him if would you like me to send more uh, more product your way? Oh, that's right, you can't handle yeah. it. But previously, Benjamin asked for more product, so maybe yeah. maybe later on down the line, he'll have to ask for more product to you know. 
to I could compensate. see Benjamin going against him just because yes. he's already been denied twice by Felix. Yeah. So, you know, I, and then the subtle threat from earlier about, oh, you just had a daughter. I thought when you said Godfather, like that is that's I think that right there is yeah. the epitome of it because you just had a daughter, right? So it, it's like okay. Absolutely. So I feel like this will be awesome when we get to predictions, too. We can talk a little bit more about this. Yes. Let's jump to our segments. First, we have our real narco segment. All right. Yeah. So for real-life narcos, I had read this article that there's a um, there's a president. No, not the president. He is. Uh, he works for the Secretary of Mexico, and there was an article saying how he's going to be tried at the same court that El Chapo was tried Ooh. at. Yeah. So hopefully they, you know, they get justice and they lock him up because he was helping with you know the drug trafficking. And once he made enough money, he moved to Miami, Florida, and then. Since he's in the states, that's an easy capture at that point. So hopefully we get to see, you know, real life justice happen. You know, since it's an ongoing trial. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, but what do you guys think about uh, real life narco's? Do you feel like there will be justice? Or I, I, I don't know. Strange things have happened. I yeah. mean, we'll just have this. I think only time will tell because previous, you know, issues with narco's being captured and escaping, mm-hmm. um, and then. I, I know I spoke with you before about Chapito, you know, oh, yeah. Junior. Like, See, Mexico tried to arrest him and expedite him to the U.S., and a huge gun broke, a battle broke out in the streets of, uh, I want to say... Um, it was in uh, Sinaloa. It was yeah. Culiacan. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. Yeah, they basically had 50 cows mounted on trucks, and they blocked off all the entrances or exits to the town yeah. and freed the prisoners in the prison. Like, it was a crazy thing. And the Mexican government had to call off the operation and uh, release Chapito so everybody would calm down. Yeah, or so else there would have been a lot of happen. fatalities. Uh, yes. That would have been a lot of fatalities. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very hard to, like, see that, especially still in real life, we're, like, going through this. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, like, something, you know, gets... If anything, I, I was watching this interview with... Um, Diego Luna, and mm-hmm. he was talking about how if they treated it more of a medical issue, then maybe it would be um, just taken more s- in seriousness, you know? So, yeah. But, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And with the time we have left, let's get to our predictions. So, your After Buzz TV predictions. Liz, what, oh. <laughs> what are some of your predictions? Um, okay, so I feel like Isabella might actually become as powerful as some of these narcos if not she might just well you could already see she's like going um her own route you know she's no longer uh with felix as much because of you know what he did to her but i think that yeah she'll get a seat at the table also for sure Mm. I kind of agree with that because her in her in Colombia, you know, going out on her own and doing business, that's a very bold move. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think I, I think that uh, Benjamin is going to come back. I think that character is going to come back. And I think uh, Miguel is going to try to find a way to include him more. Uh, to possibly keep other fires from spreading. And I also think uh, there's going to be uh, a potential like battle, a power struggle between the Colombians and Miguel because of his, I'll call it vanity. He thinks he's going to take over the Colombian drug trade, and yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then also I think we're going to see more of uh, El Chapo 
this this year. He got a lot of screen time in this in yeah. this premiere. He had his own introduction. So I think I think we're going to see more of him this year. Absolutely. I think that so something that you had mentioned before the show. So I don't want to like steal it. Oh, no, was um, when you were talking about too the witness that Breslin oh, runs yes. into. Um, oh. Well, that just happens to see everything that went down. I like kind of what you were saying about this coming to bite him later. I think that is definitely going to be a possibility. The other thing is that um, I'm with you guys in the fact that I don't think like I think this is going to be Felix's downfall and that it's not um, he's he's too cocky with this Mm -hmm. and that it's just going to be his undoing. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I think this is going. I think for next episode, I we're going to get a lot more action with Felix. I think this was kind of just the reintroduction, the calm before the storm. But yeah. I think that things are about to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Liz, where can everybody find you? So, everybody can find me at California on Instagram. And, Rob, where can everybody find you? You can find me at, at Rob Stilo on Instagram. That's S-T-E-E-L-O. And I'm Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman or on my author Instagram account at Rachel Radner Author. If you are a fan of Stumptown, I will be on the after show for that coming up in about an hour. Uh, until next time, have a wonderful day, everybody. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 